we're going to maximize learning by teaching many subjects within one theme. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. How do you plan a homeschool integrated curriculum? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to maximize learning by teaching many subjects within one theme. Just as there are many different philosophies in homeschooling, there are many different philosophies in how you can teach. So you can teach isolated subjects, or you can smush them all together, or what a lot of people are calling integrated is you can have fun themes within one unit that you're studying. What I'm talking about here is integrating multiple subjects, math, science, language arts, that kind of thing, within one overarching theme. That's what I'm talking about. What exactly is integrated an integrated curriculum? An integrated curriculum for homeschooling refers to an educational approach that combines multiple subjects or disciplines into a cohesive and interconnected learning experience. That sounds pretty like la-di-da, right? Basically, again, it's just putting all the different subjects under one umbrella. So rather than teaching the subjects in isolation, this curriculum integrates various topics. And what this does is it allows your students or your children to see the various connections. So when they understand that this connects to this connects to this, they gain a deeper understanding of how different disciplines relate to one another, but they also are more engaged with your topic, they're more interested, and the topic is able to sink in more because it makes sense. Why choose an integrated curriculum? A lot of the reasons are because of what I just said. It just makes sense to the student because it, it all follows a pattern and they think, oh, you know, it's like you always get the question, well, when am I going to ever use this? Well, when you start seeing it with other topics, it starts making good sense. It promotes a holistic understanding of knowledge and it encourages critical thinking and problem solving skills, it fosters creativity and helps your student make those important connections. A lot of these are on that higher level of so you learn different ways of thinking. So uh, memorization and recitation, those are way, way, way towards the bottom of learning. At the top are these things like critical thinking, connections, all of those kind of things. So when they start doing that, they're much more engaged and they're learning so much more. Can I use pre-designed integrated curriculum materials for homeschooling? Absolutely. I just want you to be aware and looking out for the fact that many of what I have seen that are called integrated units, integrated learning, that kind of thing, are really only integrated between one subject and whatever the theme is. So it's like one subject and medieval or one subject and, and a lot of times it's language arts. So they do these units, these themes but a lot of times they're not integrating a lot of your different subjects. I'm not saying they're not out there, they are. I just want you to be aware that 
people use this term loosely, so be looking for that. I also want to walk you through creating your own integrated curriculum units because this will save you money and it will customize to what your child's interests are and whatever you're teaching that year. How can I adapt an integrated curriculum for different age levels? Well, this is one of the biggest advantages of using an integrated curriculum for homeschool. The exact same unit can be adapted for different ages and learning objectives. Quality homeschool materials can cost a ton of money, like a lot of money. With an integrated curriculum, you can incorporate age-appropriate literature, adjust the level of scientific or mathematical concepts, and provide appropriate guidance and support as needed. Flexibility is the key that the integrated curriculum meets the needs of each and individual learners. What I'm saying by that is, let's say you're doing a unit, I'm gonna talk about the Greek unit later, so let's just kind of bring that up now. Well, one of the things that I believe, and I'm just kind of shooting off the cuff here, that the Greeks contributed is um, algebraic equations. So we can, in, we can talk about algebra within the math portion. Algebra equations and algebraic uh, concepts for our first or second grader, we can absolutely do that. But those are gonna look different than the algebra equations we're gonna be doing with our sixth or seventh grader. But we still can be looking at algebraic equations because you can have one, like an apple, right? An apple one, and then a line equals three. And they have to solve for the missing thing. And you want them to put in an apple, because that's what we're comparing here, that kind of thing. So this can easily be done. You're just adjusting it for the level, because obviously you wouldn't do that with your fifth grader. Are there any disadvantages to using an integrated curriculum for homeschooling? Yeah, there are. Time and effort. While integrated curriculum offers a whole lot of benefits, it does require careful planning and coordination between subjects which can be time consuming. And the homeschool parent has to really plan this out and has to look at all of the topics and all of what they have and they have to look at what they're doing for the year so that they can try to get all of their, their topics and their things that they wanna teach that year to line up at specific times to go under an umbrella of a theme. Many people like to not plan or last minute plan. An integrated curriculum approach where you are creating the where you are creating the curriculum, where you're not buying the curriculum, requires looking at long-term goals, and I'll have a link to that article. And knowing what you want your children to learn and do, for example, and what subject trips you want to take or speakers, all of that you need to know in advance. Here are the steps to creating an integrated curriculum. Number one, connect. An integrated curriculum unit has life that single subjects just don't seem to have. Look beyond the curricula, books, internet, speakers, experts, nonprofits, professors, etc. Who can add depth, knowledge, expertise, and special interest to the topic? Number two, objectives. Know what your learning objectives for each subject matter are within the unit. 
This sounds really odd, and this is actually more difficult than it sounds, but you're going to have fun with this unit, and you're going to want to know where you're actually going at the end. Now, there are two main ways that I talk about doing this, and that's going to be in the next week's unit on how to decide your entire homeschool plan for like 12 years. The cheap method, the easy method, which a lot of people are like, I don't want to use anything with the schools. I know. And this is the way I've looked at it other ones. However, it makes it really easy. You just look at public schools websites to see what they teach at which grade level and see what you like and you just throw away the rest. I have a new way that I love, which I, again, I'm going to talk about next week in detail, but it's a lot more work. You start with the end. When your child graduates from homeschooling, what do you want them to know? What are you trying to avoid is a child being so caught up with the fun of creating that sculpture for their Egyptian unit, for example, that they have no idea what the importance of the unit was or what their sculpture represents. Like, why was it important to sculpt that one thing? So first, what you do want First, what you want to know is what do you want your child to learn? And you need to make sure that those objectives are met. This needs to be somehow reinforced in your lesson planning. Another part of objectives is rigor. And this doesn't get talked about a lot. But I'm a big fan of always having your child reach just a little bit. That way, it keeps your child within their comfort zone. But then they just keep reaching. To me, that's learning, and it's learning comfortably. Because if they're so out of their comfort zone just to begin with, you're going to frustrate them. But if they're never reaching, you're not learning anything. So you're just always keeping them reaching just a little bit. This helps them grow their skills, their knowledge, and their talents. Number three, theme. You need a topic or a theme to bind them all. I like to use history simply because it's easy. Once I have a historical time or unit, I can look at any language arts, math, science, or art that I want to incorporate. You can absolutely do a theme based on any interest your child has. Trains, for example, could evolve into the Industrial Revolution, geography, train tracks, the geography showing the train tracks, immigration, story problems, Immediately, all of this comes to mind. And, and seriously, I came up with those things within like three minutes. So that isn't even a well thought out unit, but I was just trying to think of something based on a theme that wasn't historically based. I was thinking of the story problems because a lot of people are like, what do you mean by story problems? Well, the reason I thought of that for math is how many of you remember that the train A left the station at, and also, you know, I am a huge game player. There's a lot of learning that happens in strategy games. So if you're doing a train unit, absolutely introduce Ticket to Ride as a family game because it's all about trains. There's so much more you can do. So I would take a lot more time to sketch out a full plan. That's just my thing to show you something other than a historical-based theme. Number four, goals. Know what you want your child to have learned in each topic by the end of the unit. So this sounds a lot like objectives. Objectives are broad. They are where you start and what are all the things I want my child to learn by the end of the year. 
After choosing the objectives for the year, circle the ones that can be massaged to fit into your unit. Now, after looking at each course of study or subject, star the ones that you can easily blend together to create a cohesive unit because some of the things may be able to be moved from say the beginning of the year to the middle of the year or that kind of thing and that way you can create them into units that's why I like having that full year plan because story problems can be taught at any time they don't have to build upon the foundation of something else algebraic concepts can be taught at any time you can move a lot of those things so that you can massage them into a really great unit. Assessment. I like to check items off my list. I like to know I did it. How will you and your child know when a goal is accomplished? This sounds like a really basic question. Some people use tests. This is the way of knowing that it's been accomplished. Others like portfolio assessment. In the end, you simply need to know that your child understands, especially any skills that were foundational steps for further learning. Six, plan. Get out your planner and plan the unit. And I will have a link to that article or YouTube that I did, and I'll also have my video on how to plan at the end, because you can do your customized plan as well as a blank one that you can use. You know what you want to teach. So theme and goals. When will you teach it? How many days for specific subjects or areas? Now you, this is going to be flexible, but you want kind of a ballpark idea. An example of this, we'll go back to the train. That theme is huge. I might read a book about it for language arts and have writing activities based on the book while we also learn about the Industrial Revolution. Depending on the length of the book, this could be a three-week activity. Will you have special speakers or visit specific sites? We actually have an old railroad station here in town, and I would definitely take the kids there. All of this goes into your plan. Create, number seven. Create the daily and weekly plans. Again, these will fluctuate. However, if you know what that you want to teach writing and reading within a Greek unit and you want to combine on those days where you are teaching history components of, say, wars in Greece and the social structure or philosophy, you have an idea of time for that day. Then you can combine math, geometry, uh, with science, which will be architecture, for example, and art, those will be on the other days. This is just an example. But it shows you the overall planning for a day and week. Now remember, in my structure for my ideal homeschool, and everybody has their own homeschool ideal, my ideal homeschool is we start, say, around 8.30, we have um, a good break in between the two times, and then like around 10.30 or so, and then around 11.30, we're done, um, we have a break for lunch, run around, get our little wiggles out. And then from, say, 1, one to 2.30 or 1 to 3, depending, we have create time. So it's a two-hour block that I'm leaving open. We can use it to go on excursions. We can use it for sculptures. We can use it for spreadsheets. We can use it for technology. We can use it for whatever we want, but they know that that time is reserved. So... I like having a consistency for my homeschool kiddos. They always know what to, 
act. So it's the same schedule, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, et cetera, but the, the topics may change. Like we might do geography and math and all that on one day during our unit while we do the language arts and the philosophy and everything on another day. Number eight, lessons. Now you get to get to the bones of lesson planning. You are going to create individual lesson plans. Look at one subject, reading and writing for example, and check out your end goals. What are the end goals in the other subjects? How can you develop a lesson plan that encompasses learning about that topic and has your child make connections across multiple disciplines? It sounds hard, but if you go step by step, it actually can fall into place. Learning anything in isolation can be really difficult. Think about trying to remember someone's name. When are you most likely to remember it? When they introduce themselves? You hear it. When you say it back to them? Repetition. When you see it written down? Using your tactile skills. Or when you have an association with it? You connect it to something. I was trained in creating lessons in an integrated curriculum format. So naturally, I'm a huge fan of this method. Children are more engaged and retain the information better when the subjects are not taught in isolation. An integrated curriculum places whatever your child is studying into a theme and it gives it an anchor. Within that theme, your child learns many different subjects. The movie quote this week is, being a genius is one thing. Raising a genius, however, does come with its challenges. Cruella. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Kara.